What's up guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Disciples of Wrestling. And today, I'm going to talk to you about Monday Night Raw, AEW Revolution, and I am also going to plug something brand new, which you guys might be interested in. So sit back, relax, crack a beer open, and enjoy this podcast. So, you had AEW Revolution, a lot of good things happen, not very many negatives. Um, John Moxley's finally back on top of the wrestling mountain as the new AEW champion, which was not overdue. It, you know, AEW is very good when it comes to doing storylines compared to WWE. WWE has storylines that either get very drawn out make no, and make no sense compared to AEW's. And I'll get into that in a little while, but Moxley's back on top. He, you know, he had his match with Jericho at Revolution. A really good back and forth match. Um, a lot of spots where you didn't know what was going to happen. You thought Jericho might have ended up retaining. Luckily, he didn't. But, you know, Jericho doesn't really need the title anymore. He, he's established the belt to mean something. And I get why he was champion to begin with. When AEW first debuted, they needed a big name to kind of elevate the company and the title itself, which made sense. So now Moxley's champion. He'll probably go on to feud with Pac. Um, He wants Cody in a match, even though Cody's whole thing is that he told himself that he wouldn't get another title shot. But I think that was as long as Jericho was champion. I'm not really sure. But, um... You know, you had that match. You had um, Hangman against Omega, against the Bucks. Probably match in the night. Very good spots. Very good storytelling. I really thought that Hangman might have turned heel at the end. I thought he was going to attack uh, Omega, but he didn't. There was one point where I thought the Bucks and Omega would attack, would attack Paige. And that didn't happen. So, I don't really know what's going on with that storyline. But I'm sure it's going to be good. And I'm definitely going to tune in and tune in tonight because um, Matt Hardy, as of March 1st, his contract expired with WWE. He decided not to renew his contract. And if you've seen the latest episode of Free the Delete, which is Matt Hardy's YouTube series, um, the Young Bucks show up to the Hardy compound teasing that Hardy is going to AEW and he also might be the exalted one. So... I would tune in tonight to see what happens, if anything. Um, there's a very good chance that Luke Harper, who is rumored to debut at the Rochester show, I'm not sure if that's tonight or if that's the following week, I'm not sure, but um, that is the big rumor going around now that Luke Harper is supposed to debut for the company and the New York Rochester show. Um, like I said, I don't know if it's actually going to happen, if it's all smoke and mirrors, Haha, <laughs> Cody pun. But, um, <coughs> if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, can I just talk about what happened on Monday Night Raw with you guys for a bit? You had Ricochet lose clean to, uh, uh, Theo Riddick. And it was a 24 7 match. Um, no weapons were used. And, but that's, but that's aside the point. No weapons were used. 
Why, why did WWE have a 24-7 title if they suspend the rules and the title being defended 24-7? What's the fucking point? So, you mean to tell me that after the match is over, nobody backstage could run out and go after the champion and try to win and become the 24-7 champion because the rules are suspended? Makes no fucking sense to me. The, the title is completely boring and meaningless. I was excited when it first came out. I was like, oh good, it's the hardcore title again. Without it being called a hardcore title. But it's not. It's a useless title. I hate it. I think it's stupid. All truth is the only one that brings relevance to that title. And I think it's a big waste of time. And then you had No Way Jose, who's another fucking waste. And shouldn't even be in the company because he's garbage. Um, backstage and he's with his posse dancing or whatever. Fucking rip off Adam Rose wannabe. Who, who, Adam Rose sucked also, but that's another story. And he runs into Eric Rowan backstage. And he goes, oh, you know, uh, is it okay if I see what's in the cage? And Eric Rowan's like, yeah, sure, fuck it. Why not, man? I'll show you what's in my cage. And I'm expecting maybe a buzzard, uh, some type of bird, maybe a snake. He pulls out a fucking robotic fucking spider from the Wild Wild West movie. Like, really? Like, this is the best thing you can come up with, Vince. This is the best thing that you can do that had fans hanging on to this storyline for every moment just to find out what the fuck was in the cage that looked like the fucking Spongebob cage for the Krusty Krab. Um, and you have him pull out a robotic fucking spider. A robotic spider. Now, whatever momentum he had... And, and fans had any interest in just fucking took a fucking nosedive into a pool of shit. Because this is what WWE does. They'll make you want to tune in every week to see what happens. And then when it actually happens, it's a huge letdown. So now Vince is sour on Ricochet. His push is gone. Then you have Eric Rowan who pulled out a robotic fucking spider. To me, I'm not even interested in, in Eric Rowan anymore. That storyline is garbage. And I don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know what? I, I'm not even remotely interested in WWE that much anymore. I just watch because there's nothing on Mondays for me to watch. Except for uh, 911 Rio. And uh, huh, that's about it. That's really all I watch on Mondays. Unless I find something else to watch in between commercials for Monday Night Raw. And patiently waiting for Monday Night Football to come back. And football in general because WWE is fucking boring. Um, NXT, I'll record it. I don't really watch it, though. I'll record it, but if, you know, I mainly watch to see if something good happens, someone debuts. I know Killer Cross is supposed to bypass NXT altogether and possibly debut on the SmackDown brand. He'll probably be another letdown, so I'm not even interested in that. Um, but I think that the main problem with today's wrestling is that you see everything that these guys do on the indies. When Ricochet was on the indies, you know, everybody seen his moveset. Um, Brody Lee, also known as Luke Harper. You've seen what he could do. Then they get to WWE, right? Now, you either go through NXT and you work your ass off up there to get called to the main roster. Or you bypass NXT and you just debut on the main roster altogether. Now, you go to NXT, you are allowed to do basically whatever fucking move you want without any repercussions 
you get called to the main roster, you have to do what Vince tells you to do, and you are very limited in your movesets. So, whatever you've seen Ricochet do on the indies, he can't do no more. Whatever you've seen Brody Lee do on the indies, he can't do anymore. Whatever you, you know, and that's my whole point. They watered down these guys very, very much to the point where it's like, you know that if they went to AEW, they could be used to their full potential. Um, AEW knows how to build their guys. Not yet, not, I, not currently. Because you still have guys like Jericho, you still have guys like Moxley, who, I mean, Moxley the champion, but that's aside the point. AEW's problem is that they feature the same guys every single week. You have guys they made a big deal about, uh, Sonny Kiss, um, you know, he, she, whatever you want to describe him or her as, whatever, um, who, who, they made a big deal about, oh, AEW signed Sonny, Sonny Kiss, um, and they don't use him, he's on After Dark, they make a big deal about the Dark Order, you don't see the Dark Order, they're on AEW After Dark, SCU on AEW After Dark, um, you know, uh, Best Friends, um, uh, what's his face, fucking... And Helico and Jack Evans, AEW, and they're on After Dark, you know. So it's like, you you have all this talent, but but you continue to feature the same guys every week. It's gonna get boring and it's gonna get repetitive, and you have to change it up. Another thing for me, personally speaking, I'm in. I'm very big into the theatrics of when they have pay-per-views. You know, the different stages, the 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 pyro setup. How long is AEW going to keep using the same setup for every pay-per-view that they have? I mean, you know, I, I get it. It's a money saver for them. They're a new company. They're just starting out, so on and so forth. Again, it's going to get repetitive. WWE at least, at least in the 90s, 2000, mid-2000s, 2003, 2004, they at least changed up the set, you know, and it was interesting. The pyro was different. Uh, the entrances were different. Um, you know, it's all about that. It's little things that make people want to tune in and be entertained by what the company does. Now, I'm not saying you guys don't have options. You can watch NXT, you could watch AEW, you could watch NWA, you could watch, um, uh, WOW, uh, Women of Wrestling, you could watch New Japan. It really all depends on what you like. Anyway, um, again, thanks for tuning in. Also, I am completely converting my YouTube channel, which is currently the Disciples of Wrestling, which I used to do a live video podcast. I'm completely converting that into my own cooking show. If you guys like cooking, I highly recommend you tune in. It's going to be a very interesting show, and I'll be doing my best to bring you guys new videos every week or every other week. Again, look up Disciples of Wrestling for now until I change the YouTube handle. Subscribe, like, comment, and enjoy. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great one.